What's up, everybody? This is, I think, episode six. Might be. I'm going to guess episode six. And I'm in the Kids Super Studio in the basement where they record music, apparently. And I'm with someone that actually had an instrumental part of, like, how I got my start. Hi, Sean. What's up, Rubal? You know, do you know that this, um, I think, according to my Facebook, this late september makes five years really like we've been working together and stuff like that that's insane that's great when when i met when i came on i was 17 like right you were still in high school yeah i was i just started my senior year i think yeah i just started my senior year it's you and dale you guys were both like in high school about to graduate and both went to St. John's. Yeah, I didn't even know <laughs> Dale was around at that time. Like, that's, that's actually brand new news to me that Dale's been around that long. Yeah, since, yeah, Dale was there since high school. It was like, literally you, Dale, were the only ones that were still in high school. Every, one of, every other one of us, we were graduated, like recently graduated from college, just starting a new world. <laughs> yeah, Pretty it's, much, yeah, it's cool to see to be around for something that long and, and what we're talking about actually is rt magazine um right, yeah and it's cool to just be around that long and kind of see the growth of things the growth of people in general because even the people that aren't necessarily participating in the same way they used to right like it's cool to see how people have been able to branch off and kind of do their own things yeah that's that's and honestly that's all i ever really wanted also when i started rt i really wanted to create a platform that people would come on to like work with us and like you know be part of us i never wanted to create a, a staff i never really wanted to create something like that because it's so cliche pretty yeah. much i wanted to see how we could document other people's growth but at the same time help the ones who are working with us or helping us to build this great thing and pretty much like you know they themselves figure out what they want to do with life and what they yeah. want to do with their talents and make it into something great which is like for me i'm not huge on social media but when i do go on like oh instagram or i go on like twitter or whatnot and i see like writers and like you know photographers and whatnot who used to work with us or still do and they're doing great things it's like wow this is amazing like you yeah know, at least they're able to, like, you know, step out into something bigger and better. It's so definitely it's been a platform, like, starting my own website. We were actually talking about this right before. <laughs> like, like when I was making it, like, I didn't even realize until actually kind of just right now that the way – I had a conversation yesterday with someone, one of my friends who wanted to, like, write. And I just told him, like, look, I'm not going to tell you how to write. Like, just make it – just do it. try to do as best as you can. Like, if it's ass, it's ass, and that's a different story. Right. But, like – I'm not going to tell you. Like, he was like, oh, the piece I just sent you, you know, I took some stuff out because I didn't want it to be too long, right. you know, whatever. Like, I was like, how, mu- how much more was it? He was like, maybe 100, 200 words. I was just like, yo, you should have just included it. It's just like, it's not the New right. York Times. Like, how, right. how much, it, as long as it makes sense for you to put it, like, I want this to be a way for you to grow because it's a way for me to grow. It's a way, so it's kind of cool even hearing you say that because that's exactly what, you know, it's kind of just funny how things come full circle in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, it definitely gave a 17-year-old, like, the opportunity to write and kind of figure myself yeah. out. 
definitely and i i think also the fact is is like you know one thing that i've learned is that when you want to do something you shouldn't second guess yourself and doing it you should just go out and do it and when i started rt that's what i said to myself it's like i don't want to be like all the other magazines because like i do look up to the other magazines like i like i love fader magazine Mm -hmm. you know i i love Vogue magazine, the New Yorker, the New York Times, fashion magazine. Like, I love all of these magazines, and they all had some type of, like, influence in how I wanted to kind of put together something that would work great for influencers, up-and-comers, people who were not able to go into a Fader magazine the minute they released their first single. Yeah. You know, or, like, you know, you want to be a writer, but, you know, I, we... we I wanted us to be a test dummy kind of, but in the same way, like we're able to still bring out quality content, even though we're being your test dummy, we're bringing out the quality of the content, like yeah. something that people could go back into like a, like a collectibles. They could go back into the archi- archives and say like, this is great. Like, you know, this is like, you know, the first story on, let's say Gashi or like a Davy. So like any of these people who are doing great right now, it'll be, a, you know, they're not going to tell the stories that they would have to, they told us and the writers who experience sitting there with them in that room and like getting to know their story. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's different. It's not, I, I, I don't want any one to like, you know, think like, Hey, well, we want to be like this magazine or that radio station or that, you know, cause yeah. then you're setting yourself up for a failure before you even fail. Like, exactly. cause you're going to try to compete with someone that's already like up there. It's insane. No, I totally feel you on yeah. that. And like you mentioned Gashi, for example, like he's on the rock nation. Now you look at Dave East, who actually going back to Gashi. Like I remember, I think it was like three weeks after I started, I remember the event that, we threw for him right. in like some warehouse or some shit like right, that. Right. Yeah. And it's just cool. Like five years later, I now he's like I think recording his real like, real like first yeah. debut album and signed under J V yeah. and shit like that. And it's like on the internet, it legitimately exists that we were one of the first, if not the first people to cover him. And because of the relationship that we have with him, like it's yeah. one of those things where he doesn't he won't forget he won't. who like not who helped him get there completely yeah. but the role that we had yeah in that type of growth i mean know? like we 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 literally like you know created his we 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 followed his like entire start like i mean i remember we followed him in soho the first thing that we did he was in like a or a second issue um we we did a cipher with him in soho in the hundred store um and then i mean he started getting way better we did an event here at kid super first opening 2012 was it he performed with like the underachievers right here where we're sitting it wasn't a studio as yet mm-hmm. but he performed it i mean we we followed his entire thing and then recently we had him in our oh encyclopedia sounds um volume two last year yeah. on one of the covers so it's like we were always there with his growth. It's, it's super amazing to see what he's doing and to see that he's finally signed. Um, and the, the his fans are, are crazy. Like, yeah. He has like a cult following, really. Yeah, no. Nah, and he has DJ Snake. He has like, he has great people backing him up also. I mean, he hustled. 
He did. That's someone I could say that hustled. That didn't even like you know think about anything else and just went for it. So that but that's great. I was in the office um at my job and we play music all the time mm-hmm. and like they were they were playing him and there's like somebody going around like have you heard of this guy? Have you heard of this guy? Like yo, he's on the Rock Nation. He's mad dope. X Y and Z. And I'm sitting there and like <laughs> I'm just sitting there doing my work and I felt kind of good knowing that in some type of degree that I had an involvement and then that. This the RZ had an involvement right. in that even being a conversation that I'm hearing, right? And, you know, and seeing someone's success, and even um, I'm thinking about like one of the, I think, I was one of the first articles on Made in Tokyo. I, I think I, yes. I was one of the first. Yeah, people, yeah, you like, did, you did, you definitely just, did. And then like, cause I, I like a couple months later, I'm just like everyone's playing this song, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, Made in Tokyo is another one, like. And super humble kid, too. Like, yeah, he was nice. He, he was, was really super nice. humble. And, like, you know, even, like, I I wanted him to be in one of the covers for um, Encyclopedia Songs Volume 2. Um, and then I changed my mind because, like, I was like, damn, he already, he's blown up. Like, he's just, like, out there. He's a there. double XL freshman now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Like, I, I don't, I, I really don't want to compete with, with these other publications. I really don't want people to think we're competing with them in yeah. that way. It's like, if they already made it to the cover of like, you know, XXL or like, you know, paper or fader, or whatever magazine It's like, all right, I don't think I want to do the same thing with them. You know, I yeah. want us to be, we did it already. And now we're moving on to the next big thing. That's, you know, going to be happening. So that's, it's really cool to see that. It's cool to see the people who work with us, their growth and, the people we featured their growth is yeah. amazing it's it's one of the greatest things so let's let's go back to what when was you you were sitting somewhere wherever take us back to the moment you were just like all right i want to create something uh, i was sitting in my biology class senior year of college about to take my MCATs exam the following month. And I said, I need to create something cool. And I just didn't know what it is as yet. But I remember I was on my train ride to Harlem to take my, my, I, I did every weekend. I did like my MCATs, um, classes before the, the, the exam. And that one train ride, I was going to Harlem. I saw, um, um, this guy, he used to create this plush pins, um, Aideen, R- Remy. And I was like, why, why aren't these like, you know, really cool. And then like D and Ricky did the Lego hearts. And I was like, these are really cool people. Like, why aren't they getting like, you know, exposure, exposure and whatnot. And then like Kanye started wearing D and Ricky's Lego heart thingy. And I was like, all right, shit. Uh, this is like, you know, this is going crazy. I was like, you know, I need to create something where I could, open up that platform and then lucky when i get got to my mcats class my friend who's a postgraduate majority of my class the the, the class were postgraduates i was like the only one about to graduate you know so they were like all saying to me like um one guy was like it's so hard to get a job blah, blah blah and i was like yo i wish i could create jobs for others or like at least create something where they would get a better job like you know, one of the things like my MCAS leader used to say, she always used to say to us, like, 
you know, you can get all A's in school, but if you have no volunteer services, no, like, you know, experience, you won't get hired. No yeah, you won't get hired in anywhere. So it's like, I'm like, damn, I know so many people, rioters and like whatnot that need that, like that little extracurricular thing and like they don't have it. So it's like, I was like, I'm going to create something. And then I, 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 I pushed the idea back. I went to one of my friends. I was like, yo, you want to create a magazine with me? And she's like, a magazine? <laughs> really and i lived in queens at the time i was still at my parents house living in queens and i invited her over and i was like okay so we're gonna we pulled out our, our laptops and we're like i was like we're gonna figure our names for this magazine and like we were just there brainstorming and whatnot and then she just kind of like gave up and i was like shit all right if you're giving up you're not the right person so like you know all of that passed and i still didn't do anything graduated college and then um, I was sitting in Williamsburg and I had a coffee shop. Like, literally, a little bit depressed. Because, like, you graduate college and then you're sitting there wondering what's next. Yeah. You know, so that exactly. was me. I was literally sitting wondering what's next. Like, what am I going to do that's going to be, you know, am I really going to be this doctor? Am I really going to do this? Like, you know, at that time I still felt so immature. So, you know, so I was like, I'm going to start something. And I came up with art. Yeah, it's like... I'm going to start this magazine. Yeah. And I just started. I didn't look back after that. I just went forward. I started it. And, like, you know, I started, like, um, meeting with people. Um, the person I was dating at the time also was, like, really, like, you know, pushing me about it. She was like, you know, do it, do it, do it. I was like, all right, great. Um, and, like, you know, I had a few people just come on board with me and just kind of, like, help me out trying to figure out how we're going to start this, how it's going to happen. And, like, now it's where it's at. <laughs> That's dope. Like, passion, passion projects yes. <laughs> are, are really great. I, I don't think many people really um, follow their heart in that type of thing. You know, like, they think, oh, well, how is this supposed to work out in the long run? Like, how am I supposed to get rich or how am I supposed to – whatever the case is, like, looking at it from a from what – Outside of what it's supposed to be. It's a passion yeah. project. Yeah. And, like, I feel like with those, you, the goal isn't, oh, let me make money from it or how can I become the biggest person. It's like, right. how can I just get this out? Because right. end of the day, like, we're all going to get older and our priorities are going to have to change. And these passion projects may not be able to last forever in the form that it's currently in. But at least while you were still young enough to create and not have to worry about it, like it makes sense to, right. to really just do it and get it out there and you see what could happen. Like definitely, I I totally agree with that. I think you know a lot of people like when they create passion projects and they realize how much they love it and how much it, and it's not even just you. It's the it's the outsiders. Like when you get like like a weird email from someone all the way out in Germany saying, how can I get your magazine? Because I've been following you for... It just makes you realize, okay, I really do need to make this bigger. Yeah. Like, you know, this is no longer just like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to do... Like, you know, it's, it's bigger it's, than me. It's yeah, bigger than... Yeah, it's, it's not just... It, it, it goes from a passion project. And you want to keep that passion, actually. Like, you, never, you don't want to ever lose that passion. Because I think a lot of big corporations right now, I think that's what happened. They lost the passion yeah. for what they're doing, and they they just kind of like now it's just watered down a bit. So it's like you want to be able to say, I want to keep this this way, but 
now I know that other people want it also. So now you have to figure out ways to expand it and make it great, but still keep it as cool as it was when yeah. it started, which could be so difficult because like with, with all of that pressure comes and with pressure is like, you tend to forget where you started. And that's why like, it will artsy. Like I try my best to like always recreate something or, or after every year I want to revamp because like you could get so bored with it after yeah. a while. Once you master something, it's like oh, I know how to do this now. Yeah, like how do I make it better? How do I how do I challenge myself? Because right. shit just gets so like so, when things become a routine, it becomes ass. Right. Even if it looks great, it's just like damn. All right, I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. Whatever the case is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. so you want to keep recreating something, but still keeping like your mission, still keeping like that passion and, and everything that you have for that brand or whatever you're creating. And I tell people all the time, like, don't just settle for what, even when I started artsy, I remember I always used to say to like my, the first like group of people that we were working with, I always just say to them, like, don't really depend on artsy to, to take you somewhere. Literally go out and do whatever you want to do. Like you could work 20 jobs or whatever it is that's part of your passion or whatever you love but don't sit and just do artsy because i'm not you yeah. know i mean now i have to because like it, it's again it's bigger than just me it's not me anymore you know it's it's flies going around being yeah, annoying as fuck flies. but you know it's it's just not me anymore so it's like now we have companies are are, are, are looking to like you know work with us and to do things with us bigger companies bigger than us so it's like with that happening you you can't lose the passion but also you can't do the same things yeah so it's like i always tell people like you have to go out and like you know like our creative director gerardo like he entered at vogue and i think that was probably one of the best things for him as a creative director because he got to internet vogue and then came back to artsy and like okay guys so we're here's something we're not doing that's right okay here's what we're doing that's totally totally right but we could switch it up a bit yeah. that's what that's the greatness of working for other people and coming back into your own project and saying okay i can make my project better learn so much like, yeah when i was um like well well two things like as far as to that point like i remember when i was interning at um bt and it was just a lot of things that I learned. And I was one of the heads of the radio station at St. John's. Yeah. And just far as, like, from a managing perspective, it was just kind of like I came back. I was able to come back, like, every week and just be like, all right, here's how we can do this better. Because yeah. right now what we're doing, like, none of us know better or knew better. And now that I have this experience, like, I'm constantly coming back and telling right. me, like, all right, we're, we're doing this wrong. We're going about this process wrong. Here's kind of some of the ideas we should think about. And the end of the day, like, that makes everyone around you better because yeah. you're giving everyone the information. And everyone's fortunate enough yeah. or has the time or whatever the case is to, to go to these other opportunities. So, yeah. And some know, people you know. just don't have the, the, the ambition to, yeah. to do it. Some people are very... Um, um, they're just one-minded. So it's like they'd rather just do something and deal with it and not have to go and um, go out and, like, you know, deal with what's happening out there in the world. 
which is not right because experience is life's greatest teacher. Yes. So it's like <laughs> exactly <laughs> you have to go out and get more experiences in order to do something great. So it's like with arts is like I, I love everyone that we work with. Um, as far as like building the, the team that we have and like you know the people who come in and go, the contributors and whatnot. I love their their drive, but it's like right now at this point, it's like. I don't want to do what we used to do in that sense because it's great to love people's drive but then like they get so stagnant and then they get stagnant and then you get stagnant yeah so it's like you know this is one of the reasons why i never wanted to create a team i never really wanted to create like a staff i wanted to just like every issue i wanted it to be different and great it creates a sense uh when you create a staff it, like it creates like Damn, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, like, it create. there we go, it creates a sense of expectation right. that people feel like they have to follow, or and that you yourself end up feeling like you have to follow, and yes. then that could just mess up the creative drive, because then it's just like, that's this is what happens with the big magazines, the Vogue's, or the Complex, Complex is actually a great example, right. it's kind of like they have a staff, and they sign them the contracts, and then it's just like, you have to be like this. You have to type like this. You have to do like that. And then it it does fit into an overall theme. But then you end up with just like... Complex is not the complex that it was even five years ago. It's gotten to a level... I mean, shout out to the the people, the upper management, the business, from the business side of things. But from a creative side of things, it's just kind of like... I can see and sense that a lot of the people who are... Um, veterans there on the creative side are just either stagnant or mad that they have to to, to limit themselves. Exactly, and that's the thing you don't want. You don't want people that you work with to feel like they have to limit themselves. Like, for example, like I mean, you've been to wonderful meetings. I mean, majority for meetings, yeah. but you know, it's like when when we do meetings, it's like I try my best to like I have a shit ton of ideas. I could sit and just be like, here are all my ideas. Do it, guys. Yeah. You know, but the thing about it is, is the fact that. I have journals filled with ideas and I and I say to people all the time always write your ideas down because you never know who's going to come into your life that you need to share that idea with so it's like I have journals filled with ideas some some ideas I, I haven't shared it with with you know our team that we have right now because it's like in your mind you're like okay maybe they're not ready for it or maybe someone because you want to share an idea and not let it go into deaf ears. You want yeah. it to go into people who are able to say, okay, maybe I could put that into your idea and make it happen. So when we have meetings, it's like I could come out and say, here are all my ideas. Here's what I want to do. But I, I like hearing what other people want to do or how they want to see certain things done because then it makes it even easier for me to build around other ideas. Yeah, exactly. So it's like when you have a staff, that's hard because your staff is going to sit and wait for you to come with all the ideas. Exactly. And then you're going to be sitting there like, there's so much pressure. It is. The, the eagerness so much it, it, The eagerness for when you build like a staff or just like have people that, it just feels like, all right, I don't want to say anything because she's not going to fuck with this idea right. or whatever. Or it kind of like, this is not the type of magazine we are like when, to, when you're new to something you're kind of eager so you just want to get your ideas out there especially right. for as you mentioned like a launch pad like this is just kind of like i want to write about this and i'm being i'm here to write about this let me get all my ideas out, get all my ideas out right and after a while if you've been at a place too long and it's the same group of people new ideas can't flow in everyone knows yeah. how everyone works so everyone's just like 
you should do this because we know you're good at that. You should do that because you're good at this. Right. Not just like, you know, and, and that doesn't work when you're thinking long term and, and things like that. It just everything becomes the same, a la complex. Right. And, and the thing about it is, is the fact that, you know, every one person have like a shit ton of talents and gifts. Yeah. Like, I could sit here, and like, for example, when I started Artsy, a lot of people who knew me, like mentors and whatnot, they were like, you're starting a business. What? I would never see that happening. But it's like, not because, like, you know, you knew me as that bio student that's like everything about biology, you expect me to just, like, you know, do that. So it's like people, the thing about it is, it's like you have to try to tap into people's, like, talents. Like, you can't leave them doing, like, one or two things that's predictable you want to be able to see that they're doing something that's great and say you know what yeah i know you like doing music but what else would you want to do with music yeah what's up but um but yeah so it's like you have to figure out ways that it could you know really help that you have to figure out ways you're, you're able to help that person and help yourself at the same time when you're starting yeah. any type of business, like Absolutely. especially passion projects, like because you could have someone who could come in and just totally want to do a lot. You can have someone that comes that want to do nothing. You have someone that come in that say that you you tell them what you want them to do, but then they end up wanting to do ten million other things and not do what you want them to yeah. do. Yeah. So it's like it's and I think about with RT, we have come across all of those. Yeah, you know. definitely for sure. Like <laughs> we've come across every single one of those, and again, every single person that tapped into Artsy Magazine, they did something. So it's not like you know, even though they lasted for a month, they still did something that month. Because then it's like not only did they teach me how to be a better leader in the sense of like, okay, Sean, you totally fucked up by doing X, Y, and Z. So now you have to totally do something better now. And it's like, you know, that's just how things work out when you start a business. It's like you have to figure out how to make these things happen. So everyone teaches you a lesson somehow. Yeah, no, I com- completely agree. And I, I remember, what's f- all right, what's funny is that I got into one of my old emails, right? Right. And I'm reading all of these, like, RT emails, like, all in this, like, one folder because I just had to organize it at one yeah. point in time a long time ago. And I'm, like, reading these emails, and I'm just, like, I remember this person. And I was, like, I didn't know if I agreed with this, and I don't know if I agree with that. And I was, like, oh, this was a great idea, and that wasn't a good idea from this person. Or, like, yeah. you know, X, Y, and Z, and you just, I'm just, like, how much that ends up impacting you as a person. Because right. it does teach you, and you do get to learn, um, learn about other people and how other people work. And just, like, because everyone was fairly young and new, it was just kind of, like, all the ideas were and still are genuine yeah i mean and, and that's you know, the thing it's like even when we first start what that's the thing when we first started it's like also with me i truly didn't want to knock people's ideas down and that was one of the to this day to this day i think one of the biggest mistakes that i made was not knocking some ideas down in the sense of like i was so eager to like you know make things work and make things happen that when you sit back and you look at it you're like damn you should have done that Sean. you should have just said no and kept it pushing <laughs> and whatnot because i mean it's it's and that it's not even towards the mag because when i look at it, what 
or magazines, the issues itself, amazing issues from one to 20 amazing issues as far as like writing, as far as like, you know, how things are. And you could, the greatest part about it is you could see the growth, you could see the changes. So this is something that I admire and I like looking at. But when it comes down to like decision making, I was like, oh, you're stupid. You, you should have just like not done this. <laughs> you know, and it's like now you think about all of these things and now I'm super picky now. And I, I was like the other day I was saying that I don't regret it as much as I used to regret it being picky because now that I'm super picky, I'm like. People would have hated me when I first started RIT. Yeah, you know, like, what the fuck are you to tell me? Like, right. I'm here, but like, I don't know, like, right, right. You know, people have hated me. People have hated, like, you know, the 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 person that I am now, you know, and I've become. And the thing about it is, is that a lot of people don't because I have gotten emails and text messages like that, like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, shut this up. I I've gotten it all, you know. I I've gotten people tell me, you know, RT's a dub because like, you know, I, I shut down an idea or I, I told them that something should be done differently and whatnot. And granted all those things like, you know, at that point I was like, Shit, RT's a dub. Damn. I shouldn't have I should have probably said something different. Like, you know, but when you think about it is that, you know, I started hanging around legitimate business owners i mean millionaires like i mean people who you know have been working for sneaker companies and whatnot for years and then now they're starting their own companies yeah and now they're great companies so it's like you know hanging around these ceos and like you know having lunch with them and not just having lunch with my friends who want to have an idea that they think is great you know, it's, it's, it's a huge difference. It's like it changed the way I thought about things. Yeah. You know, it changed the way that, you know, when you go into a corporate office and, you know, they, they're looking at your, your company and they look at it so highly, but yet you're you're looking at it like, oh, shit, we're not nowhere where you think we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's such a huge change. So it's like I had my mindset I had to change. And with my mindset changing, people started hating that aspect of, you know, my mindset changed and it's like it sucked because like to this day some of these people that i really wish that i could still work with them being that now we're working with like bigger companies and doing bigger things and making it a little bit more better it's like damn i wish i could work with you now which i mean it probably could still happen but you just learn and then people don't get that the more you advance in life and the people you hang around your your mindset is gonna change exactly it's not gonna say the I, same I, I don't like I, it's kind of unfortunate i mean not for us yeah. personally but for some people who don't get that idea that as yeah. you grow like you do change certain things like you understand better you understand why people were dickheads at one point in time because you realize like oh shit that was coming from not because they didn't like me but because stuff was happening that right. now i'm going through right. you, you just learn as you mentioned like the, you're hanging around these business people and you see how they move and you go all right let's change this same thing yeah. with, like like same thing with gerardo in a sense just yeah. like all right i've been here i see how it works right. we're not doing that we thought we were doing a great job right. but we're not Here's how we could change it. Right. Sorry. You have to change the way you move. You have to change the way we put this up. Right. And some pe- people, I don't, it's unfortunate for those people that they take things like that personal. Right. It's one thing if it's just like, 
they go, all right, I'm not the person for the job for that, which is respectable in their own right. right. But for people to kind of carry grudges and go, oh, why are you want to change this? All right, fuck off, fuck you, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. I think that's immature. Yeah, you know? it's super immature. You know, you know what sucks also is the fact that a lot of people walk around, a lot of creatives now and influencers now walk around with a, a huge sense of entitlement. Huh? Hold the microphone closer. Oh, a, a lot of people just like they walk around with a huge sense of entitlement, especially the creators and influencers we have right now in the game right now. Oh, absolutely. So it's like you, you, you could try your best to say things in the nicest way possible, but yet their feelings are hurt in some type of way because they 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 feel so entitled to to whatever, and it's okay to to be quite honest, it's okay. But at the same time, it's like you kind of have to know when to curb that a bit. Because I can't walk into a, an office like I can't walk into like Fader magazine and feel so entitled. Exactly. Because Fader been around for a while. They've been doing it. They know they have a system. They have a structure. They know exactly what it is that they want to get done. So it's like if you want to learn something, and it, this is why, like you know, I, I'm going to digress. Like when what's his name Kanye was like he had to end up being an intern for some fashion houses. So it's like it's Kanye, As an and intern. he has to intern. It's it's like that's someone who would love to learn, and that's the thing. Exactly. It's like I always tell people you don't go to school just for the book idea of it, like mm-hmm. you know. But you go to school some. You have students who excel in school because they love to learn. And you have those who just don't give a shit because they're not willing to learn. Yeah. Because some of them think they know it already. So it's like, why should I go there and I should learn something? So it's like, if if I could sit here and I could, on paper, I could be a CEO and I could be the leader of a company. But in reality of things is that I don't see anything wrong with me going an intern for a bigger company. I don't see anything wrong with me going to intern for my mentor who's owner of multiple companies. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's, you want to do things that you have to keep learning. Like you always have to be a student of the game, whatever game Absolutely. it is that you're playing, whatever Absolutely. it is that you're into, whatever it is that's your passion project. Like doctors, like neurosurgeons and other surgeons, they don't stop studying. They Every learning. surgery, they have to keep going back and study journals of other neurosurgeons and other so it's like you can't sit there and think that you have it and you you're not allowed to like you know go out there and learn something new yeah i completely agree and and going back to what you said about a lot of creatives now like the the idea that the internet (laughs) is like the idea that the internet is like a real place is kind of annoying to me like like these followers or whatever mean something and for example i forgot where I was, but somebody had came in. I think it was when I was at, like, oh, my power. And one of these small dudes that came in for somebody, sure, or whatever, and was pissed off that nobody knew who he was. Just like, I don't have, like, that, that was, it was like a reality check for him. And he's just like, oh, y'all don't know who the fuck I am? Like, no, we don't. Like, but you're here for an opportunity. Right. And instead of being a dickhead, you should just have humbly introduce yourself right and then it had just been like oh you're so-and-so and so-and-so and i'll look out for you like one of the wildest things big sean came in one day right right big sean comes in he shakes everybody's hand uh he's waiting 
I think Andrew was recording, and so he sits down with me and another intern. No security. I think security was there. He went to the bathroom or whatever. He yeah. sits down, Rockefeller chain on and whatnot. It was just like, so how are you guys' days? What do you guys do here? You know, what do you guys, what is your role here? You know, I was interested. And not that that was like a learning thing, but it was more so a humble thing. This guy's Grammy nominated right. and everywhere. And this guy sat down with a bunch of 20-somethings just like, so tell me exactly what do you do? Because I've never interned here. Just just kind of getting, just being polite and kind of getting a feel for like, oh, this is what this place is about, you know? And so how can Big Sean do that? Or these doctors who keep learning and always go back and they learn or they're humble or whatever. And some shithead 19-year-old with, you know, 35000 on SoundCloud is <laughs> right. just like, oh, you don't know what the fuck I am? Like, no. Right. 35000 is 9 billion people in the world. Right. Like, it's a small amount of people, you know? Right. It's, Listen, this is just the world we live in right now. And sadly, I'm, you know what? I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying. And I think that, you know, like, I was, I, I can't remember who I interviewed. But I was interviewing someone, and um, we were just having a normal, regular conversation. And I was talking about, like, traveling and, like, you know, places that we've both been and whatnot. And he was like, you know, sometimes you have to just do it for the gram. And I'm like, I've never been that person. That's I did weak not, as I fuck. Did, I did not grow up in, like, this internet error thingy where you take a photo of everything you do. Like, I would literally be at the coolest spot ever. And I would just forget to take a photo because I'm enjoying this spot. And like I'm just not that person. I'm just not that person to say, hey, so you want to take a picture with me? It's just so not yeah. me. And it's like, you know, and that's the things that, and that's the thing that I realized with like the internet. If you're not doing, I've, I've come across great photographers, great photographers, and they have like less than a thousand followers. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you have less than a thousand followers? Why why don't you have like you know have more more than that and it's like it's just the world that we're living in right now it's like if you're not posting anything that's hype you're not getting followers exactly and it just sucks I mean and it, but then it just shows you like do you it just shows you the difference in people some people are really just doing it because this is what they love and others are just doing it because they that just those likes make them feel good like you know they yeah. go home and you're like wow I just got 2,500 likes of my photo. Like, this is great. Like, and that's, I mean, to each its own, but it's like the sense of entitlement when you're coming in person, I think that's where they got the game a little bit fucked up. Yeah, I completely agree. A little bit. Like, uh, you we're know, not on the internet no more. Exactly. <laughs> what's, what's interesting from what I see, especially because I come from both those worlds. Right. Like, I was a Tumblr scene kid. Like, right. I was that. Right. I did get, I did get like the, Base of my following or, or people that reach, magazine. like all that <laughs> shit happened because I was that right. Tumblr scene kid, and you know just being a teenager. But right. as I got older, I was just like one thing I realized when I started college, I didn't really tell anybody about it because I kind of started to grow out of it, and right. I realized that certain people started treating me different once they said knew like oh I had X amount of followers or whatever. I'm like that's weak as fuck, right? Because totally. like I'm in your same economics class right, right. now. These followers don't mean shit. Right. But especially as I got older, it's like either you do it because you love it or you do it because you are trying to get popping. Right. And, like, it came to a point where it's just, like, I don't want – I'm writing because I like it. I'm in the radio station because 
I love to do it. I'm doing whatever. And I feel like if you do what you love and you put the effort behind it, the results will follow. You know, it may not be these million dollar checks or whatever, but if you if you keep working hard, like you'll end up in a place or be on a path you start realizing like Oh shit! I'm making it baby steps. Cause one thing I read is that the Instagram and Twitter, or whatever, is putting a lot of younger people in this mindset that I have to get it now. I'm honestly instant gratification, but just kind of like Instagram is just nothing but highlights. Right. So you forget that while you're out here grinding, you see people who have a lot of shit who are older, and you forget that like, yo, they had to go through a similar struggle or a harder struggle. They they also had to go through the baby steps. And now right. that they're 35, 40 years old, whatever the case is, they can have whatever they want. Right. So it makes, like, the people do it for what they love and they're grinding now. It's just That's like, true. shit, like, all right, I'm getting there. I see the progress. It's small, but I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. I always say slow rise is the best. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, the hype is going to cool down one day. Absolutely. And then when the hype cools down, you're going to realize who is actually doing something that's great and who's just actually doing what's hype you know and it's the same thing it goes even when creating content for rcna i'm not gonna lie like we get a shit ton of content but some of them i'm just like okay you just hype your hype content i don't want hype content you want the good i want good content i want something quality i want something that's like you know people are gonna come back and look at this and say I read this first on Artsy. Like, you know what was great? I think, like, four people tweeted at us when Gashi got signed. And they were like, I remember coming across Gashi through Artsy. And it's like, things like that where, like, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. That's what's great. I mean, we get invited to hype shit, and that's great and all. Because, I mean, like, to be quite honest, like, I know old photographers, they, the photographers who work with us and whatnot, they're excited to go to this hype shit. I mean, who isn't? I'm not anymore because, like, I'm just old. You passed that point. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just, you're, you're older. You're not old. <laughs> I'm just not there anymore. I, I don't like it. And, you know, and the New York scene is different. You know, it's like, the New York scene is like, if anything hype is happening, it could not even be. Like, for example, New York Fashion Week, Men's Fashion Week was just this past week, mm-hmm. right? And we get invites to a bunch of fashion shows and whatnot. Some of them, I'm like, yeah, I got to go. Others, I'm like, nah. Because I already know it's going to be a shit ton of people outside. I know it's going to be a long line going across the, the entire block type of thing. Because yeah. it's hype, you know? So it's like, we, we want to create content where it's like, it's great content and it makes sense. But sometimes people just... At this point, people don't want the hype content. I mean, they don't want the good content. They want the hype content. They want that content that's like, if it's not involving Kanye West, Travis Scott, the Kardashians, anything Nike, which is crazy. Because I was just saying to my friends, like so many other great brands other than Nike, but Nike's Nike. It's like, you know, it is what it is. Um, If it's not these brands, it's like you don't, no one shit. wants to, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm the type of person who clicks on Hypebeast on my computer. I go on their website to see what's up. Like, you know, what's the new, new and what's happening. And like, I would go there and I'm like, oh shit, same shit. Nothing new. Okay. This is just Nike, Travis Scott, any other celebrity that's happening. Like, you know, so it's like sooner or later when all that dies out, what's going to be their content? 
You know what I'm saying? But then it's like, when you start looking at it, they're getting into the underground scene. They're getting into, like, you know, the underground designers. They're getting into, like, you know, because in all reality, even the hype ones, like, the celebrities, they're wearing these, you know, up-and-comers clothes, their designs, and they're wearing, like, you know, different things. So it's like, creating the content is like, damn, how am I going to like do something different? That's not going to be the same, but still going to make sense. Yeah. And then it's like, you still get lost. Like, oh shit. Like all of these things that are happening, you just, you try to figure out ways that you're able to make it great. But do you think that in some point in time, hopefully sooner than later, we will start to see more of a balance in the New York scene. Because I agree, like, a lot of this shit is hype shit. People only go to the hype shit. People show out for the hype shit, which is fine. But then it's just, like, all this other dope shit's going on. Everyone's just like, um, oh, so-and-so's not there, so I'm not showing up. Or No, I you, what I tell people all the time is that New York is all about advertisement and money. So celebrities, designers... All of these people, they make their, their money through New York audience. You go to Paris during Paris Fashion Week. You go to London during London's Fashion Week. Milan during the Fashion Week. And you get to actually enjoy a fashion show. You get to actually walk into the building without a shit ton of people outside because it's a hype show. You get to see someone like a Virgil or like a Heron Preston or like any of these other people just casually waltzing in to like, yeah. you know, the place and... You get to embrace and enjoy that industry for that moment. And then you come to New York Fashion Week, and it's literally like a concert. Every place is a concert. Because it's like these kids get hype. Like, it's it's about money. It's And I think even, like, the celebrities also, they're just different. They're different in Paris than they are here in New York. In Paris, they're a little bit way more friendlier. You're able to have actually a conversation with them. You're actually able to do something with them. But when you come to New York, you can't. Because in New York, they're so famous. They're, I mean, not saying that they're not famous in Paris. It's a different type in, of famous. Because, yeah, because in Paris and London, and I mean, you've been to both Paris yeah. and London. So you understand the music culture is old hip-hop. Yeah. The music culture is like you go to certain parts of London, the music culture is old reggae. You know, it's like they they actually understand the quality of things. And I'm not trying to say New Yorkers don't understand the quality of things because it's New not York the focus New York, though. But it's not the, 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 the product is not the focus in that sense. The focus is really I need to get it. I need to have it. The long line, the Supreme, it. and all sorts of shit. Exactly. It's just like $200 for a t-shirt with a logo. Realistically, that's too much money for a t-shirt with a logo. Like, There's so much right. doper shit out there. It's not about the content. It's about right. just the look. It's about the hype, once again. Right. So this is what I'm saying. It's like, when this is why I love Paris, and I love London, because it's like, you you get the sense of the the love for whatever culture it may be, whether it's fashion, art, music. You get New York, it's just so crowded and so much. It's yeah. just so much. It's just too much, really. It's like, you know, and 
it's like if a brand come out and it's a hype is gonna you know for example i believe when everyone gets onto kid super it's gonna be one of those no it definitely will be around uh, the block but then it's like where were you all this time yeah when good shit was being released because like supreme they're not releasing good shit like they used to besides that, the louis vuitton collab everything else is just corny to me like yeah you know it's not it's not the quality is not like what it used to be when you would go to supreme and they would still have an entire line there because like the entire collection there because no one is not waiting in line to like you know buy that collection no one cares that much only the asian people who are so onto it like yeah or the streetwear skateboard kids the, the super niche group that knew about it right so, so it's like you try to figure that out and then it's like you don't even know what's really happening you know so yeah. I just can't I you know I just can't tell I just it's hard and like honestly I always wanted Archie to be like an international you know magazine because of that because of how great you know everyone would be out there it's like people appreciate the culture people appreciate the content we release if you look at magazines out in like Europe, they're doing so great because people appreciate reading certain things. I can, from my time there, just the things that you get the chance to read and see. It's just like, yo, where there's one of the things that I definitely do miss that I noticed about two weeks back from being in America. It was yeah. just kind of like the attention to detail. It's insane. It, it's it's not here. It's not the same here as it is over there. People yeah. give a shit. You know, the if something is off, they'll they'll Fair notice enough. it's off. Yeah. It's not like like all this mumble rap. Not let me not say mumble rap, but <laughs> all this all this like SoundCloud rap shit. Yeah. I don't think is even a thing over there. Yeah. It might be like a super niche group that's like super seen because I mean it's a scene kid everywhere. Yeah. But that group is dramatically small. Where over here, it's probably the overwhelming majority of yeah the under twenty five group. Yeah, and I, you know what, I'm not, I haven't, you know, the thing about it is, is that radio has a huge impact here in New York. Um, yeah, it does. We like to think it doesn't, but it it, 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 it it does. Which is why I get upset at radio. And I, I actually wish that more people would get into the radio business and, like, try to, like, you know, start their own stations and do stuff like that. Because it has a huge influence right now and i think it's been have a huge influence and i think that you know it sucks that radio don't play they do not play good music here's the thing about this though and i i i still i agree but what i learned is that pretty much i heart fucked up everything i think that's the pretty much really really what it boils down to is that i heart fucked up everything by creating power essentially Mm -hmm. um because then it went from oh we have one radio station to now we have two and then obviously more radio stations which is fine right but then it became a competition and then what started happening is that they got computers involved and analytics from the computer so now it'll be like the computer will say all right this song works good at this time and so now it's not really about the person who is there gauging what's a good song, what's a bad song. It's a computer going, they're playing this. 
or this particular genre works right now. All right. Play this based on the demographic or whatever, the, like the, the research analytics or whatever the case is. And then you have the people who are there in this business. Um, they are near 50, past 50. Right. So they're not in the culture. And there, a lot of them are doing it for the check. So when when you really rely it like rely on analytics and shit like that, it's just kind of like, fuck. What can you do? Especially if the people at the top, top, top of these companies are just like, don't I don't give a fuck what you think. Right. It's the analytics. Use analytics. And then when you like you have someone who is thirty five, forty, who still is in tune, who is like, yo, can we do something different? It's just like no. Because right. some rich bigwig out there in Connecticut who runs half the, the entire East Coast is just like, no, because Hot 97 is doing this. And then it becomes just like, now they're both doing it. Right. And it's just, it fucks everyone over. I mean, it's just, to me, well, it just, you know, it's kind of stupid to me, really. I mean, I, I get analytics. I mean, I'm, you know, the more I get into it, I, I really get obsessed with it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, analytics don't really show what people really want if you're in the car and you just have hot 87 on that counts as a listen like that's bullshit but it counts as a listen i know that the thing about and also the thing about it is is that most people right now i don't know if people really listen to radio right now that much in their cars i mean when i'm in the car and i'm i put on my phone and i listen to my playlist or yeah. play that someone else made. I'm not really listening to the radio because, like, you would. I remember one time we were all in, we were in the car going, and it's like every station we clicked played a Drake song. Yo, you can't escape Drake or Rihanna. They all played the same Drake song or the Drake, and we were like, "Are we on the same radio channel, or are we like really skipping through?" So my thing is just the fact that it's like I get it, I get analytics, I get paychecks, I get that, but. Then you have like artists and like people out there who are trying to get onto that radio scene and they just can't and their music is great. Yeah. You know, like someone like it goes back to like a someone like a Gashi or someone like a Dave East or someone like a Joey Badass. It's like I kinda wish I would hear more Joey Badass on the radio. Oh, absolutely. He makes I, I think especially now he's grown into himself. He's making great music. I feel like he should be way more on the radio than than he is right now. I don't. I mean, again, I don't listen to radio, so maybe he is. No, more, I, yeah. you know, but I just you don't hear these people. You you hear a little bit of Hot ninety seven because of a legacy type thing, right? Um, I will say that Hot ninety seven does do a better job at attempting to do it, right? Um, but as far as on their their midday, you know, set list stuff like that, it they don't. It's it, it's just this mentality that nobody wants to hear. It. Like, because it's like you have the people who work in their offices who are like fifty years old or whatever, and they're right. also listening. And because they identify, that group of people identifies with the people who are also from the inside. Right. They're just like, well, I don't want to hear Joy Badass. And people listening to people on the radio, I mean, at their office or in their car, and they're like 45, 50 or whatever, they don't want to hear Joey Badass, so why play him? And it's like, in reality, if you do squeeze him in, like, if there just needs to be a balance. I can hear, I, I don't mind listening to Drake on the radio right? if I'm also going to hear something that speaks to who I am. Like, 
there should be Joey Badass. I think actually touched on this about the subgenre in hip hop. Yeah, I read that. I read. There I, need, I think that would be cool too. Now I know there's this huge thing with radio stations in New York, and it costs a shit ton of money. Yeah. But these companies aren't broke, and I think the same way that you have top forty pop radio stations, right. and that same company also owns the classic rock pop radio station, and also owns the so-and-so radio station and they're all like really sub-genres of the same like rock or pop or whatever i think we're getting to this point where hip-hop really needs that station yeah i I mean or just urban music as a whole really needs that type of station yeah and well yeah you're definitely right on that and i think it goes back to like when i say that you know when i started rtc and i thought of like the market kind of needed because when I started Artsy, there was there was a void in the market with like um, no up and comers, like you know the you wouldn't really everything was just mainstream and that was it. Yeah, everything was mainstream. So it's like I feel like creatives and influencers who are out there right now should look at the void in the music market and try to like you know get onto it. Like yeah. I mean, it's not that I mean. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's not that hard. I don't think anything is that hard, anyways. I just think that if you're gonna do something and you put your mind to it, and you have a group of creatives and like a collectives of people who are like, "Hey, well, we all want the same thing. Let's do it." It's like it's either you do that or you force the radio stations in New York to do that, and you just explain that you have that the bigger heads. We're going to be like, well, I don't want to listen to a Joey Badass, so I'm not going to put that on right now. Yeah. But yeah, I will interview a Joey Badass. <laughs> That's the that thing is like, they'll <laughs> you know? interview artists, but then they won't, yeah, you won't, they won't fight music. to play for them. So, why, so my, my question is, why are the artists even going there? That's a great question. I, that's the question nobody's asking. That's the question nobody's asking, because people... that like, I'll Joey Badass will go up to a station and complain to Angie Martinez, uh, um, but then... These people, like... They don't support you. They so don't. You like, there? there's some people, like, I know, personally, like, Angie tried, but then it's just like, but she tried. Well, but Angie's I'm, also, but, like, old school rap, so she would love a Joey Badass. She would, but what I was going to say is, like, she tried, but I can honestly say she should, She didn't try. I don't right. believe that she tried hard enough. I have no proof on that part, right. but, like, I don't believe she tried hard enough. I don't believe Ebro is up at whoever the, the PD is at 97, and he fucks with Joey. I don't think right. he's in the room every day like he quote-unquote says he is, right, saying like, oh, play Joey, play Joey. Exactly, like, because it goes back to the entire thing of like, you know, they know that if Joey Badass comes up to to Hot 97 or to what the Breakfast Club or whatever, you know, things that they have out there, that day they're going to have viewing. They're gonna have listeners because Joey Badass have a a cult following. He's gonna, like Joey's gonna come and bitch. You want to see? You want? They know that people. They know. See Joey yeah, but out. my thing is, is the fact that these artists should start standing up for themselves in that sense, in the sense of like, you know what? You're not gonna support me in that way. Why am I coming up there to give you an interview? But then it goes back again to like, everyone wants to be part of whatever that's like you know it's it's good to say it it's good to it's a good look for joey badass to say i'm on hot 97 today so tune in and listen to what we're doing 
but they wouldn't be quick to say that if we like let's say kids super studios was to start a radio station yeah they would you know I, I, well they... joey would because joey is cool with you know the whole kids super but thing another artist like they'll for go... another artist they would not they would not go up and say you know what i'm here at kids super studios today at this time please come onto my you know and listen to what we're we're doing or whatnot they wouldn't but they would go to a radio station that's not playing the music that you you brought up the greatest question that, that makes I don't no think, sense no, to it me. doesn't it, and it's the same it goes back to the same thing when it comes to creating content for artsy it's like i don't i've never once said to any person we are featured to um promote i don't think i should have to ask you to do that i think that you should do it because you should just be happy that you're part of you know you, you, you got published or you're just part of something you know because it looks kind of stupid to me also like hey can you please promote this when you're done you know so it, to me i'm just not that it's yeah, like if you you're want in people, it you should want right, to be in it but people don't you know so like we would sit here and we'll feature someone great and someone cool or looks cool on the internet but they wouldn't feel the need to support what we're doing however they could get like the little bit of section in like xsl magazine and they would be like go buy all of the issues because i'm in there with just a quote yeah so that's my question why do people do that why go to places that's not supporting you but you you're gonna support them it's just it's so stupid to me it's idiotic actually like you look at it and you're sitting back like okay this radio stations are not playing now one of your music like not even one of your songs and i get it we all have friends in higher places that's going to support us but do they really have that much of a say in like getting your music and getting your stuff out there? Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's just... if, if if people started doing that, then I feel like we'd definitely see a change in the urban music scene because it's just like it yo, will force these companies to do something different. It will force Fader Magazine. You know, I have with Fader. I th- I like how I like Fader's content. Mm-hmm. It will force Paper Magazine. It will force Complex Magazine. It will force this magazine to say, you know what? We're going to actually put in content of people who are worth being on there. You know who's a great example? Russ. Russ is, is, the, what, is the absolute perfect Russ example. Russ of... slipped on that couch you're sitting on right here. Wow. For an entire <laughs> month recording his music. He's the, the perfect example of exactly what you talked about. Because I remember watching this um, video Complex put out. Where they finally picked up on who he was. They reached out to him. He told him, fuck off. You weren't trying to interview me when I was sending you guys music every exactly. day. And they were just, they had to acknowledge in their video, our bad. We, like, we, that's our fault. Like, we shouldn't have to shoot it. We should have took you, taken you serious. Right. When you were sending us shit. Right. And that's that's my point. Like, you look at, and let's see, someone like Russ could do that because he's been doing everything himself. He writes, he produces, he does everything himself. So it's like, it would be great if we had more people like that to admire in that way. Yeah. Because they're not just doing it for the hype. It's actually his passion. And I'm not saying that some of these musicians is not their passion. But it's like, it's just a thing. Like, you know, people would be excited to go into, you know, Tyler's office and take a picture. Like, yeah, I'm here at Tyler right now. Or go to the paper magazine and take a picture. Yeah, I'm at paper magazine right now. Or go to... And it's like, you know, I sit and I read these magazines. And I their content is so shitty. 
It's so shitty. It's the most shittiest content you could think about. It's watered down, struck to a formula. Like I looked at um Little Yachty um his cover of Paper Magazine, and like I was looking, I was you know I was flipping through it because again I buy this, I buy the publications. Yeah. You know I read all of their shits. Um, because I want to see what people are so into because I have a publication myself. And as I just said, I am really into analytics. So when I see what numbers go down in certain things, I'm just kind of like, how the fuck, why, how, Yeah, what, 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 what happened wrong? that what numbers are going down? So it's like, you sit there and I looked at paper magazine and like the things that we bitch about in our magazine and even like, you know, some of the covers that we have, especially rappers, this is one of the reasons why we're no longer going to do faces on covers because people bitch a lot but you know they they and that's the thing they will bitch to us because we're a smaller company they they know that we're gonna change it because you know we care about the image of how they look and we care about our image at the same time but they wouldn't bitch their paper magazine because it's paper and paper is paper so they wouldn't bitch but back to what i'm saying i was looking at little yadi's um spread looking at his cover and i'm like shit couldn't paper do something a little bit better than that? Like, couldn't they have, like, you know, fixed up certain things? Like, the crisis on the side of his mouth, they could have edited that. They could have made it look good. You know, like, there's certain things that just didn't look good. And I'm like, that's crazy to me that he's promoting that magazine. But if he was to be an artsy magazine or any other magazine that's not a paper and they were to do something like that, I'm pretty sure his reps and him would go insane about that absolutely they would they would really like drag whoever it is like listen you're not gonna do this to my artists and whatnot so it just goes back to like you know people are just in things for the name of it you know it's like i again i look at content i look at this i'm like yo i mean we have had some great covers and like i look at this and i'm like yo people are just really just doing things for the name of it and it's sad it's sad because then you don't you can't tell what quality is and i think it has a lot to do with the new york scene again it's like they won't be able to tell what quality is and that's why when people influencers start traveling you could tell that that they did start traveling because you could tell the difference in the way that they do things asap rocky's asap rocky's perfect Perfect the example. way he was during the 2012, 2011, 2012 era, and the way that he is now, you can tell Perfect that he example. doesn't really stay here that often. Like- Perfect example is ASAP Rocky. It's the fact that he realizes in the details of things yeah. that people here in the States, they don't care to realize. They don't care to, like, you know, sit there and... When we get our print issues and we look at it and we're like flipping through it and we're going through every single detail, I sit back and I, when I talk to like Gerardo and Alicia and like, you know, and I'm like, people are not seeing that with our magazine. They don't care. We don't have that name. So they don't care about the detail. But then we would get a brand from Paris or a brand from London or Germany or even the Ukraine. And they'll be like, whoa, the quality of this is just so insane. Like, you know, they go into, like, the details of things. And it's like, you could just tell the difference. And, like, you know, and as much as I love New York and I love just the feel, because don't get me wrong, the feel of New York is great. Yeah, It's a great feel. It's unmatched. And and even when you travel, people could just tell that you're from New York. Yeah. And it's great, 
but then it's like when you learn things and you see things differently and you you realize that New York is just money and advertisement. You try to also switch up your gears for that too. Yeah. You got to you got to think different. You got to move different if you give a shit. If you give a shit. Yeah. So it, it's it's that and I I really really like you know I just really wish sometimes that some of these artists like what you just give the example of Russ. I just wish that some of them would go up to these radio stations and be like, "You know what? You don't play with music." Why my hair? I don't, like as much as I like Vince Staples. Like I know he's friends with Ebro, he's friends with Charlamagne, whatever. But this guy has an album that I think didn't it debut number one in hip hop yeah. and R and B. I I heard that. Yeah. But it's not like they put pl- ever played any of this shit. They don't play ever. any of these artist like, stuff. And the thing is that, but he he gave him such a great interview, right? He gave million like a million views or whatever. Never, they never play any of his shit. It's a name. And like, I, it's not. And and two people like that that are friends of their hosts. All of those guys have podcasts. They have secondary hustles where it would make sense for a Joey Badass to go on um Ebro's yeah. show on Apple because Ebro is in complete control right. of you know because these things aren't protests of the host right they're protests of the station the station and yeah. so go on the whole show where he can control what's going or maybe on. you know the thing about it is that the host himself has like you know they could probably lose their ties with whoever is at the top. You know, like, cause like, I remember even when that thing came out with Nicki Minaj and they were like how Ebro smashed Nicki, Nicki Minaj. And I remember, you know, um, Rosenberg said to Ebro, why did you go on Twitter and say anything? You should have come on the show and talk about it on the show. On the show is where people want to hear blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is just what it is. It's like, these people go out and they make friends with, and I, I'm pretty sure Rosenberg is really like into music and yeah. like love. I know that, but I, I think he goes out into the underground scene to get this artist and see who they are. And, of course, it's a Rosenberg. Imagine Rosenberg just walking into, like, you know, one of your shows. You're going to be hyped because it's like, yeah. oh, shit, he works at hot. You know, he works at the radio station. He could do X, Y, and Z. So it's like that's what it is. I think that it's everything comes with, like, its own little, you know, how was the word? Price, maybe? Yeah. So it's like with Rosenberg, he's probably like really liking his music, but he's doing it for his radio station because he's getting paid. He's getting a paycheck. Yeah. He's getting what it is. But, you know, it would be, it would suck if they're friends and cool with Joey Badass and they, he can't get a Joey Badass to come to Hot 97, but Joey Badass could go on to Ebro's Beats One radio show and Apple Music. That you know, yeah, I can see that being an issue internally. At the same time, it's like I don't know to what extent. Yeah, those people, like not those people in particular, but a lot of the older radio hosts, yeah, completely fully understand that they don't actually need to do radio to like. So I can see like maybe not Rosenberg for example because Rosenberg does shit with ESPN and WWE and all this other stuff so he's yeah. fine yeah. I think he's I think he's like nearing the end of his radio career in, yeah. in that regard but I don't want to throw any names out there but there's certain people that I definitely know don't see past radio to the point to be that ballsy you know that's the thing it's like 
I remember I always say to people again, it's like you create companies where you're able to take risk. When you take a risk in doing something, that's when you know that you're creating something great. Yeah. And you want to create something that's unexpected and indifferent, you know, because like everything is so there. And this is why when I look at, you know, influencers who are doing great things and I see that they're, I call it selling your soul to these huge corporations and whatnot. I get a little bit saddened because then it's like, yo, what, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just push through with what you have? Yeah. You're already a great influencer. You already have that 20 point something K followers or, you know, that million followers or whatever the case may be. Why don't you start your own thing? Why do you have to go back to these bigger corporations? They're just gonna they're just making money off of you. They're not you're not making I mean, of course you're gonna get a cut. Everyone gets a cut of something. But, but it's not know, the same. It's not the same. And even when Kanye went on his rant and people were calling him crazy, I always said to people, You're not listening to what he's saying. He's not, he's he's saying a lot of good things. Like, you know, he could work with Nike, but he's not getting royalties like a Jordan would get or a LeBron Exactly. It's would not get. it's not the fifty fifty partnership. So he's not getting that money. You know, he's not making that money that LeBron is making being an athlete working with Nike. He's not getting that because he's a musician. So he's not getting the royalties of like the endorsements and stuff like that. He's exactly. not getting it. So of course the man is going to go nuts and want to talk the way he wants to talk. But it's it's the same thing. And it's like Kanye, again, is another great example because it's like, that's why he wants to start everything on his own. That's why he wants to do the Donda thing. That's why he wants to do his own creative agency. He wants. This to is part of his reason why he's pissed at title. Remember the part of the rant, the Beyonce Jay Z part aside. Like part of his rant yeah. was like I did this song with Drake that now I legally can't have on his album, right? Because of some title Apple shit. Fuck all that. Like, exactly. let's just make, let's get over this shit. Like you could, everyone could own their own respective companies, but like when it comes to creating it's like, why, why are we limiting ourselves over some, yeah, like it, contractually limiting ourselves to what we can create. And right? that's, that's literally what's happening in the industry right now. No matter what you look at it, how you look at it, that's what's happening. You look at great companies doing amazing things, new companies doing great, amazing things, but they're so, I don't want to use the word brainwash because it's not brainwash, but everyone is so stuck in their mentality that we need to get on with someone else that's bigger. Like we have a great shoe company, but we need to do something with Nike because Nike's Nike. Yeah. Yeah, but you're selling your entire idea. You're selling your entire self to what you're supposed to be doing. Like uh, people don't have the patience for a slow rise. People want things to happen quick. People want things to happen right away. Exactly. And so it's like everyone wants to jump in that bandwagon, but at the end of the day, when you look at it, the long run, Nike's going to keep making, 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 making money, and you're going to just just have that check. I think Title is, is a good example of, of that. You know, when I was getting interviewed, the VP was just like, many people don't remember or realize that we're a startup. Right. And... Like, I remember, I don't know if you remember the whole Jay-Z selling title to Apple yeah. controversy rumor that happened. And when it came out that he didn't do it, people were just like, oh, you're fucking stupid. Nah. Because of the billion dollars they would have given you 
the company is worth at least 600 million i know that much like yeah i know that much to know because i know sprint bought the third like a while ago yeah. but like oh well ha 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 jay-z you bought this company it's not apple yet it's like apple's been around since the 70s yeah but apple is apple that's the thing which is what i said previously the fact that when you create a company you're not creating a company to compete with others you're creating a company to make a new wave exactly make something that's different indifferent where it's like you know people are going to be like again apple is apple and this is why apple is great because steve jobs made a company he created a company that there was a void in the market and that's what people don't understand microsoft is microsoft microsoft is great also and it was in around its own, in its own way yeah. microsoft is great however steve jobs realized that you know what we're in the market that we're in right now why should we have big bulky computers why should we have big bulky phones why should we have all these models that don't look pleasing appealing to the eye he created a company and that's the thing apple is literally a company that's pleasing to the eye it's appealing yeah no. i'd rather have an apple phone than have a samsung phone it just looks funny thing about it is samsung phones are better than apple phones. like way better <laughs> you know but it, it, funny thing just... about it is there's a, a, a samsung chip in your apple phone yeah in your iphone 6s yeah. from but... iphone 6 and up there's an, a samsung chip in there but there, it's easy to use it's it's it's, easy, it's, it's nice to look cre- at exactly he saw that there was a market that the void in the market where there's not a nice to look at phone an easy to like you know operate phone you know what i'm saying like a three-year-old could use an iphone they do use an iphone <laughs> you see that's how that's how that's how easy it is to work with so it's like why would you start a company and want to compete with that yeah no what, what i'm saying is, you know, the title thing is yeah. like the people don't look at the slow rise mentality it's just like well title apple tried to cut great. you a billion dollar check and you said no and it's just like what's be- pretty much like what's better than owning your own shit right like it's yours you get to do as you please and you get to do it all goes back to actually the, the very thing first things we said about passion projects yeah you get to own your shit and you get to just craft it in your own image that arguably if you really mean it is invaluable it's really invaluable and if you do feel the need or do see the the gain in working with somebody else 50 50 partnerships are a thing where you get you split the money down in the in the middle and you get to you get to work with somebody on creative control but selling your idea where you no longer have a say or you have less of a say or you're getting you're getting royally screwed off that's just stupid. because that's idiotic oh you, like you could make 50 million dollars 50 50 or you could make you can maybe get double the exposure right. but 10 million dollars like really like which one is more valuable right when it's your idea right and that's the thing that this is why i said it saddens me when i see people are willing to just sell their idea to bigger companies because like and it goes back to again why people i think people don't read enough when it comes to business and i tell people all the time it's like you could start a business and do it and just freestyle it but you can't freestyle it for too long after a while you have to start reading the business books and you have yeah. to start reading how you're going to get your return and investments how you're going to get you're going to have to start doing that but that's part of the process it's like, part, it's of, part the process. of the passion process yeah so it's like you know you could start off just freelancing and doing shit and like you know going off but 
after a while, you're going to start like, damn, all right. Let's say New Balance sends you like, you know, a collab thing. They're like, hey, I'm sending you 50 pairs of kicks and I want you to like, you know, promote it on Instagram and we're paying you $500. Now you realize you could make money out of this thing. Now you have to start thinking, how can you get your, you know, how you get that and make triple that yeah. and double that. So it's like you're going to have to figure it out sooner or later. And like, this is why at first, and I, I told you this before, I don't have, I didn't have the title app on my phone because to me, I was just like, all right, whatever. Fuck yeah. it. I don't. So it's a lot of streaming services. You choose uh, one, you keep it moving. First of all, I'm like, I have Apple music and it has everything I need on there. Like I can listen to my podcast. I can listen to radio. I can listen to Zane. I can listen to every other person I like listening to. And like, it's right there in my palm of my hands and I'm great with it. Yeah. I also hate downloading apps. Like, you know, um, which sucks because I have an app and I, you know, I'm like, damn, how do you get people to download this app? Because I don't like downloading apps. So it's like, you think about these things, but then I started, the more ideas that I come up with and like, you know, I'm like, damn, I want to pitch this ideas to different people because I personally don't have the, the, the manpower to do what I want to do. So it's like, Hey, again, title, when I first had my meetings where I'm like, shit, you're a startup company. That's even great because then it's like there's a lot that could be done. Yeah, you know, you could. You're not gonna just take my idea and like you know fuck with it. Like I could actually bring you another idea. Like you know we could do more than one thing. So, like you know, so it's like you want to work with people like that, and it, it's it's sad when you when you're not able to do it with just like people other startup companies like startup startup companies yeah. like you know it's sad when you're able to do it with them but at the same time you sit back and you look at these things and you think about it and you're like you have to think about in the long run what title could be and what it will be and it will be a great company in the long yeah. run you can tell it would be um Right now, they just focus on Jay Z, and that's cool too. I mean, shit. Uh, from the, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I just got hired, and pre- pretty much everyone on the creative side of things just got hired too. Right. So it's like it's so much still left to have, you know, happen. This is not some paid promotion that someone at the office told me I had to talk right. about, but I, I truly do see like, all right, it's a startup. There's a lot of great people in here. There's a lot of great people that I know they're reaching out to to do things in multiple different areas right and would this be the same thing if jt did sell it to apple it would like it wouldn't have been and we would have just had another another streaming service that offers nothing different yeah and that's the thing it's like you know and you can't you know the business world is a brutal world you know it's 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 a real real brutal world it's a world where shit could go left in like two seconds you could be in a meeting right now and you're having a great meeting and like two days later they're like you know what forget it we don't want to work with you it's a brutal war because like everyone has new and innovative ideas and like you know whatever they call it but at the same time it's like when you see startup companies you want to kind of just jump on it real quick and see how that could work out for you and how things could be good you know, and it's like, I would hate to have seen the title go with Apple. I would have hate to have seen it. Yeah. Because then it's like, what re- what really could have happened? Like, what what would have been done? 
I can't see it. I don't even know what would happen. I, I don't even know. I, <laughs> but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be what it is. But I, I don't know. It would. Ju- it would just exist. It would. Yeah. It would really just exist, and it would. That would be just it. You yeah. know, like I don't get. I don't know. Are you familiar with like the whole Lonzo Ball? Yes. Trip? Like I don't get as much. I get the dislike for Lonzo. Or I don't and get or it his either. dad. I don't get it. I don't get the the dislike either. I, I can't. So I I it's more of like if people are just mad at you know an arrogant person that like I I understand like I don't feel that way. But I, that's people's arguments, right? Yeah. But well, a lot of parents are like that. He just happens to show his exactly. <laughs> but the shit that he got for when he went to Nike and he went to Adidas is like, look, I got three boys. Right. They're all gonna play college ball. Right. They're all gonna get drafted. Where they're gonna get drafted, we don't know. What, right. but they're all gonna get drafted. I got this sneaker, this brand. I'll sell you the brand for a billion dollars. Yeah. Like you're gonna like the NBA is gonna royally screw my son anyway because that's you can't do nothing about that, right? right. But I want a billion dollars for this idea, or, or I want a fifty-fifty partnership for this idea. And they told him fuck off. Right. And then he goes and creates his own shoe. Right. For his 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 own brand. And people were just like, oh, you're fucking stupid. You should have signed with Nike. It's just so he could get 10% or so his son or his sons, whatever the case is, can get 10% of the money that they would have, like Nike would have made. Like you may not make as much money off the bat, but if Lonzo ends up being the next LeBron or the next Jordan, we never know. Then that Triple B brand is going to be fucking inval is going to be ridiculous I mean, this is the same thing nike did with steph curry and look at steph curry right now absolutely and, and steph I, curry has equity and he was smart steph curry ha- has equity in under armor yeah steph curry i mean <laughs> nike i i i've had um my interactions with nike and i always say to people nike is already a brand and it's it is what it is right now and Nike's just concerned about the people that they already have right now. Like they're concerned about LeBron. They're concerned about Drake, and like you know, they have a few other people that they're Michael they're Jordan. Michael, <laughs> Michael Jordan. Um, but they're not concerned about creating anything new. They're they're not there, and I don't think they ever will be there because Nike also has its own bullshit that they're dealing with. You know. Things that we don't see or we don't hear about, maybe till like later on, like their factories and whatnot, how they're underpaying their people. Yeah. Um, Adidas, I'm surprised that kind of probably didn't go with Lonzo. I'm surprised that Adidas didn't, but Nike's Nike. And the thing about it is, is the fact that um, they did the same thing with Steph Curry. And look at Steph Curry right now. Um, and how, I mean, he's a two time champion. He doing great things i'm not a steph curry fan so i'm not gonna keep talking about it (laughs) but um i don't think nike cares in that way you know and the thing about it is is like i never got why people were mad at lavar ball for doing what he's doing i think it's absolutely genius the man used the entire nba season to have his son name come out in every single he was on sports ESPN. broadcaster's voice like every single person that was broadcasting anything with sports spoke about lonzo or while well, his kid Ball. was in college 
he he's the smartest marketing he he did a great job and to be quite honest once once the nba season start because i a part of me believes that lebron is going to play with lonzo a part of me believes that a part of me is like nah lebron i hope not just for the sake of (laughs) lebron's legacy to not jump ship again? Uh, I think he might jump ship again, to be quite honest. But because I don't see the Cavs winning a championship again with the their team current that they lineup. Have. Yeah, I agree. I don't not see with the Warriors being the way that they are. I think that the only thing that could happen is kicking the Warriors out of the West, making the East better, and Which yeah, is an unrealistic situation. Yeah, it's though. so unrealistic, but it's like, damn, it, it could happen, but it couldn't happen at the same time. But at the end of the day, I feel like Lonzo is going to be a great player, and Nike is going to regret it. They're going to regret not taking the dad stuff. And I think that, you know, once Lonzo is probably in his third season, second, se- I'll give him his third season, third year of the NBA play uh, as an NBA player, that his sneaker line would go through the roof. I think that yeah. by that point. Maybe by that time he would also make the playoffs. Yeah, no, nah, he has the talent. The team has a young core. Yeah, and they have a really good coach. Luke Walton is yeah. really, really. And good it's not coach, just but. Lonzo. He that Lavar has two more boys. Yeah. That are going to be in the league. Yeah. Now, will they be as? Are do they look to be as great as Lonzo? I mean, it depends what you consider great and what certain things you're a fan of. Yeah. But. They'll be in the league. Yeah, I just think that it was um, maybe also was probably a premature act on Levar Ball's, you know, side of like going to them and saying like, you know, without his son being in the NBS yet, um, that could have been a premature act on his side. Yeah. But you can tell this as a father, like any other father, any other mother, I should say, any other parent. They believe in your kid 100%. Yeah. Especially when your kid already is proven to you, like, I can do it. You know, I think maybe if Lonzo also won um, the NCAA, then maybe it would have been a little bit different. And keep in mind, the billion-dollar thing was just a rumor. Yeah. I, I can – I can, I don't see LeVar going inside one of those. Yeah. I, but no, but I, I think just going into them at that time, I think was a little bit premature because, like – for example, like with LeBron, LeBron was getting this in high school. LeBron was getting this like chosen one thing factor yeah. in high school. Lonzo is in college. You know what I'm saying? So it's like at that point, it's like there was just just a huge difference in why Nike jumped on LeBron ASAP. You know, because I mean Reebok was the first one that went to to LeBron, and they gave him like what. An eight million, eighteen million dollar check, and he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna see what other brands." Yeah, yeah, you know. But <laughs> Nike, I think it was a little bit premature on, on Lovar's end. I think he should have probably done it after the first year. Or probably should have done it now. Well, keep well keep in mind what they what they do now is that once once you're done with the NCAA season, declare for the draft, all the companies start hitting. The top fifteen potential right. draft players. So, so yeah, that's why I'm like he should have probably just waited a bit, like you know. Yeah. Maybe should have just waited and like sit around and like you know. I mean, what what was Lonzo the second pick? Second pick, yeah. Right. He would have gotten some type of deal where they could sit and negotiate with Nike they or still Adidas. Did the triple Bs without having to really negotiate shit. Yeah, I mean the triple Bs to me look like um the Mamba Mamba the Kobe's. Yeah. yeah they're not the best looking sneakers. They're in the not. World, 
But, I, I'm not a huge fan of Nike basketball shoes, anyways. I'm not. Yeah, a, basketball I, shoes only work if you actually like. I don't see. I see people wearing LeBrons, and I'm like, why? You're yeah, not nah. playing basketball. I don't know. I'm a LeBron fan. I just be like, the last why? basketball shoes to work on a commercial level, besides Jordans, because they're in different atmosphere. I think we're like the foams. Right. The last. Right, the last right. sneaker basketball sneakers to be a fashion statement. Right. But, right. But back to the point. As far as like, yes, I, I do agree, and that and not thinking about it, that it was premature. Yeah, a little fault. bit premature. Right? But it wasn't bad for him to be like, if we're going to do something. See, that's the thing. Like we're doing it together. Lesson. This is a lesson for real, though. Businesses, especially huge companies, they are never looking into the future. They're not. They're not the type to sit there and say. We're gonna put this money into you because you say you're gonna do it. They're they're not that. You have to literally go to them with what's happening right now in the now. Like yeah, we're second pick, NBA whatever. Here's what we're doing. Here I have a radio station. Here are our numbers, or I have a podcast. Here are an analytics for what it's been for the past year or two years. Then they will start negotiating with you, and then they will start to say, you know what, I want to do something with you. But you can't go to them saying, well, I have a future in doing this. <laughs> They're not going to pay you no mind. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like that's why it's like premature in his end to do that. Because it's like, and it will be premature in anybody's end to go to a big company like a Nike, like an Adidas, like any other, you know, huge corporation and say to them, well, I could possibly do this. They don't want to hear I could possibly. They want to know that their money is going to go into this and they're going to make X amount of money and... Because at that point, instantly they're thinking about what they're gonna get in return. Yeah. You know, they and no no company is trying to lose their money. They wanna gain their money. You know what I'm saying? They wanna gain more. They don't wanna lose nothing. So it's like it's just again it goes back to how ruthless the business world is. Because you could have a great idea. You could have something that would be the next, you know, Apple. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be like, oh, shit, you're going to be the next Apple. Nah, yeah. yeah, true. They want to look at what's happening right now. It's, the, it's cool when you come to them with an already, you know, developed idea, already developed, like, you know, this is what it is. This is what I have been doing, and here is how much money I think we're going to get in return. I know we're going to get in return how much money we want from you type of thing. So pretty much on his part, um, a lesson that should be, you know, everyone who's like, you know, into like that type of thing and need investment should take that as a lesson. Yeah. Why a company would say no right away? Because <laughs> they don't the know. You know, it was all rumors. Like, yeah, like you know, I mean, I definitely felt like Lonzo was gonna be one or two pick, but at the same time, it's like I also don't follow the draft so crazy. But you know, you just. You never know. It could have went really left field. Like, you know, they he could, have... like, it's only been four summer league games. He can still be absolute shit. Yeah, I mean, and then it's like when the NBA season starts, that's a whole different, that's a different, whole different. You're thing. playing against LeBron instead of the 17th pick in the second round of the draft. Exactly. Right, you're playing against a LeBron, you're playing against a Kevin Durant, you're playing, you're playing the top two players of the world right Especially now. right now, because every player is ready to kill the fuck out of him. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, it was a little premature and I think that's just a lesson learned in the business world for anyone who's trying to get an investment in anything that you're doing. You want it, but the company's not going to believe in 
I believe I can, or I think I can do this, or I think we're able to, they want to know, this is what we've been doing, and yeah. this is what we're going to do, type of thing, but <laughs> premature on him, ballsy on his part, too. So, but, this yeah. has been a great conversation. Awesome conversation. This has definitely been a great one, I definitely appreciate being here in Kid Super and, and getting to sit down and chat and stuff like yeah, that. Um definitely. Real quick, what are you what are you doing right now? Obviously, besides RT and Kid Super, what else are you getting into? Um, a whole bunch of things actually. Um, I'm t- really trying to get into the entire like podcast streaming thing. Um, I'm trying to see where we're able to fit into that entire mix. I yeah. want to definitely. I mean, you you know, we're trying to work on this artsy unplugged um, situation. I'm trying to bring on some really cool guests that you know people are not able to hear from on the radios right now. You know, trying to bring some of the covers to life. Um, switching up artsy. Trying to. Uh, we're gonna definitely have some artistic covers more illustrations working with more art agencies and whatnot mm. but we have a lot coming up um i swore we'd have been doing way more but shit it's already july <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> years are going by quick yeah so fucking quick. you know i i swear we were you know gonna be flying but again your ideas take time to flourish i mean you you have an idea and you think it's gonna be great but the more you research and you learn about the market that you're in, you end up realizing that shit. You have to increase and elaborate on that idea and make it better because, you know, I mean, you want to bring it out there quick too because everyone is working on something. You blink your eye open and someone has a new website. <laughs> yeah. You blink your eye open and someone has a new website about only music or only this or only that. And you're like, oh shit. Like, you know, but then it, it also helps you to understand, like, you know, maybe... And I that's the thing. I, I love collaborations. I like being able to collaborate with other people um, because then it helps it helps you as a person and, and it helps your company to grow better. Yeah, ideas get to circulate. You know, everybody, yeah. if you work with the, uh, a good amount of people or good people, yeah, ideas like, will bounce around. Yeah, yeah. Your product becomes better... By what someone else from the outside sees that better. you might not be able, like what you might not be able. Right. To so it's like my thing is that you know, um, I I really like being able to say you know what I'm gonna collaborate with this company or that company and we're gonna do you know something cool, something that's gonna really last and gonna like let people be like hey I can't wait to listen to this or listen to that yeah. and a lot of people being like you know yeah, we need like artsy podcast thing but it's like so many podcasts happening you know so a many lot, like, but there is a lane for like every single podcast yeah I, I've learned that cause I'm just like even like before I started mine I was just like there's so many fucking podcasts yeah but then it's just like end of the day like our conversation is not happening anywhere else right and someone sure. might be, you know, interested in that, you know, and the someone else has a conversation that right. is not happening, you know, on mine, you know, and that's, right. so it's kind of a lane as long as you stay consistent. That's hard as fuck to stay consistent about certain things, but Trust you can me, stay yeah. consistent. It's like yeah, it being consistent and it works. is in 
you know, consistency is key in everything. Um, it's so cliche because that's what everyone says, but it's really true. Um, and it's not just about for your viewers and, mm-hmm. like, you know, not confusing them and not, you know, but it's for you also. Because once you realize that you're consistent in something, it helps you to gain more determination to do more and to do better. Yeah. You know, when you when you realize that, and this is another lesson learned, you got to, when you do things and you're doing it for you and not for others, you know, not trying to please others, then you realize how you yourself could like, you know, work on better ideas and like, you know, increase your ideas and increase the things that you want to do with whatever your passion project is or whatever, you know, you want to do, because then you know that it's not really just for a certain crowd. Exactly. You know, when you're doing, when you know, when you're doing, you're creating an idea and it's your idea and it's so unique and it's so you, no one else is having that idea. No one else is doing it. Therefore, you're going to find millions of other people who are just going to be like, whoa, this is unique. This is different. I want to jump on and see what it's about. And then that's how you create a, an audience, you know, not trying to create something that's already happening or create for a wave of audience. Like, the new wave you don't want to create for the new wave because you're already onto something exactly. you got to create something that you know unique and different you're going to find a few one to three people who's like hey i want to get onto that and see what this is about but then it also helps you as a person you as a creative that's like okay then i could do more mm-hmm. i could figure this out it's no pressure really it's really just you working you know so that's yeah. a good thing about it but yeah it's 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 a lot, a lot trying to do artsy. It's stressful as shit, but um, I, me as an individual, I like seeing where we're going and what we've been doing. I wish we had million more followers and supporters, but <laughs> honestly, it's really good to like you know just inquire and talk to like the people that are just there who've been following you for years and like you know working with you for years it's it's a good feeling to hear what they have to say about what you're doing and how you could increase and make them feel better or you know create something that's good for them to read that's you know that's a good feeling it's a great feeling so other than that just trying to work some more that's it word well thank you again this has been episode six i think i i think i got him ahead that's episode six (laughs) all right right, so next week same time one o'clock thanks for listening peace all right later